Happy Friday, people. It is part two time of the Socially Distanced Sports Bar for this week. If you have not listened to part one, this is one of our guest episodes. Uh, Josh Widdicombe is our guest. So if you've come over from his other work, so if you're from that big podcast, hello, I'm Steph. Ellis and Mike are much funnier than me, but they didn't hang around to do this intro. So if this is the first you're hearing, obviously it gets better, believe me. There are three actual comedians coming up in a few seconds' time, and I am definitely not one of those. We are loosely sports-based, so if you like Josh, there's every chance you probably, in the same way that their podcast is loosely about parenting, we're loosely about sport, but it kind of goes off on tangents. If you like off-menu, that's loosely about food. There's a format there. We've kind of got the same vibe, but with sport. So if you like Alice James, which I'm sure a lot of you do, because a lot of you will be Josh sitcom fans, if you are Josh sitcom fans, think of the driving instructor episode because Mike Bubbins is the other guy with Alice in the driving instructor scene. He is the driving instructor. I fail more Welshman than Margaret Thatcher. That guy, he delivers it much better than I do. If you have not listened to part one of this episode, then head back on the feed. Look on the Social Distance Sports Bar. There's another bit with Josh already that you should probably listen to. There's half an hour extra uh, of us chatting with Josh as well over on our Patreon so patreon.com slash distant pod. It's just a pound a week. So if you want to get involved in that, that would be fantastic. Might be pushing it a bit if you've never heard any of our content before. <laughs> but have a listen if you like it. And this is kind of a podcast you think you'll like. We do half an hour extra every single week over on our Patreon. Or if you love Spotify, and if you love Josh's podcast, you must love Spotify. It's part of the deal. We do a Spotify extra version as well. So you can go on to Spotify and search for the socially distant sports bar extra there. Again, four ninety nine, so that covers the VAT, and you can subscribe on there. If you're still not sure, or if you still want to try little bits of us, head to our feed and look at Pint Size Distant Pod. So we went back through all the archive, and we found some good bits that we think are really funny. Have a listen to those, and on all of those, there's a link then to the episode that it comes from, and that might kind of help curate your journey around us. Anyway, enough of me. Uh, this is... Ellis James, Mike Bubbins, me, and Josh Whittacombe. Josh, you've picked some clips for us. What do you want to go with first? You choose. Did you enjoy my clip of Des Lynam? Oh, my God, mate. I could oh. it, honestly. Yeah. Fuck. I could so good, it. isn't it? Well, it's been a fascinating competition, apart from the final, probably. It's taken a month out of our lives. Actually, it's probably added a month to our lives. It's been our privilege at the BBC to know you've watched it all with us. We think it's all over, and it is now. Except, of course, for one more time, it's Q Luciano.
we mentioned this before on the pod. I absolutely love Liner. For yeah. me, that is that is my growing up. He's one of those constants when I grew up. That you just yes, Joe's lo- constant. You loved him. <laughs> you didn't know him obviously, but you loved him, and he was just made yeah. you feel. I'm sat here. I'm doing something. I'm watching sport, which I love. I'm with my family. I'm at home, and all those things. Des Lynham sort of brought all, those, all that stuff together. So I can't yeah. see a Lynham clip without being transported to no. my living room in Barry in, in the Back 80s. In the, living room. the ultimate Lynham clip, I think, isn't football. It's him being told about Ben Johnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've done that clip. The 88 we? Olympics. Well, I'm being handed a piece of paper. Yeah. And if it's true, it's one of the biggest stories, not just of this Olympics, but of any Olympics in history. Well, I fell out, when I fell in love with rugby around 83, I sort of fell out of love because I, I was playing football. I was into football before I was into rugby. Mm. Liverpool fan, played football all the time, loved it. And then I remember, I remember a Spaniard 82 being my first World Cup that I can remember. And then by 83, because I, I started playing rugby. Are we, we going to Spain? Are we? Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to let Espanya go. Well, I just had a sticker on my, on, my, on, my, on my window in my bedroom that just said a Spaniard 82. Oh. Fuck, you sell Italian 90, but I'm a fucking bad guy. Yeah, yeah, you're true. You're true. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're, right. you're right. absolutely right. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> bad guy. I'm the fucking bad guy. Because it's going to pronounce the country only want to be fucking pronounced. Hilarious victim complex. Motherfucking bad guy. Everyone calls Italian 90. I call it Spaniard 82, and I think I'm fucking demented. Mexico 86. Mexico 86 is my first one. Anyway. So I sort of fall out of love with it. 80. I still played it a bit when there's a teacher strike. Where I play a bit of football yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean because I couldn't play. It's so specific. It just sounds like Billy Elliot. No, because there was no. F- it does. There was no during the teacher strikes in eighty, whatever it was. Yeah. There was no extracurricular. So football yes. was always. We were allowed to play football in school. It was only rugby in school, right? Mm. So when there was a teacher strike, I went and played football for my old club. Because there was right. nothing to do on a Saturday. We couldn't play rugby on a Saturday. So apart from those two little spells of football again, I wasn't really into football until around sort of 90, around Itali- Italy 90. Right? <laughs> the Italy 90 tournament, yeah. yeah. But the whole Ness and Dorma thing, that is oh, so iconic. That I can't, I cannot hear that music. It's, I don't think there's ever been a better choice of music for a tournament than that. No. It feels like when you're watching it, it feels like Ness and Dorma was the birth of the football montage. Mm. And it was, you know what I mean? it was written yeah. for that World Cup. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an incredible song. What a what I love inspired choice by someone at BBC to do that. Yes. Mm. That had never been done before. Nothing like that. I like the fact it felt you were being educated as you were watching the football. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know who Pavarotti was until then. And then suddenly yeah. that single got to number two in the charts, I think. Yeah, and you never knew who Placid Domingo was. And bloody, no. you know, there were no. three tenors in, in the charts and stuff. Who was the other one? Uh, Placido Domingo, Lucina uh, uh, Pavarotti. Wayne Evans. And, <laughs> who was it? It was um, uh, Carreras, was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, was it Carreras? Yeah, it was. It was. Sorry, Joe's Carreras. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing about Italian 90 is people focus too much when they're discussing World Cups and whether the games are good or whether the, you know, the quality. The, it's it's about the feeling. It's about the... Yeah. And I think there's a great bit in that where Des says something like, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's like, it's uh, taken a month of our lives, or has it given us a month of our yeah, lives? Yeah, lovely. And yeah. it's a beautiful turn of phrase. And you can say that with a little twinkle in his eye. Yeah. Mm. He's what we mentioned on here. Like, there's, there's people that you would just would like to go, meet, go for a pint with. Bobby Robson, I'd like to go for a pint with him. 
right? Yeah. Des Lynham. Oh, what, he looks so great? dejected, doesn't he, in, the, in this montage mm. when he realises that they've lost Bobby, the shooter. And he's just sitting in the dugout. Yeah. yeah. I also love the way, I don't think this is in the montage, but have you seen that very famous clip of him trying to console Paul Gascon? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he's saying, you're young. You're a young kid. Yeah. This is just your you first one. Yeah. You'll be back. And he's wrong. Yeah. 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 I was going to say wrong. bang wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just so you know, we're going to miss yeah. out on USA in four years. And in 98, you'll be too fat. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, and in less than a year's time. So you fuck this up, Paul. Through, through your own fault, yeah. you're going you're gonna to injure yourself horribly. <laughs> Chris Evans is going to have you on telly. Smoking some fags. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be fine. And then doing your recovery, you're going to get your leg broken in a nightclub in Newcastle. That'll be your fault as well. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. This is it. This yeah. is it. For yeah, you. this is it. And you fucked it. Yeah. He, um, God, imagine knowing that. Imagine knowing. And you don't know mm. until it's, it's past that mm. that was. That was your chance. Well, yeah. I suppose 96 might have. 96. Yeah. He had a good tournament then. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Great tournament. He scored a, yeah. I mean, he didn't even score in Italian 90. Like, True. No. He hits the post at one point, I think. Yeah. Oh, don't. Did you guys, as Welshmen, experience mm. Italian 90 in the same way that I did as an Englishman? I loved it. I did, because I was yes. nine. Yes. And so, Wales yeah. hadn't qualified, and I'd never seen a World Cup before. And I, I think everyone has these feelings about their first World Cup. Mm. But I think that the feelings you get for your first World Cup, it's, it's now less than what it was then because global football yeah. has changed. And we're so, yeah. so I, I'd never heard of Klinsman. I'd never seen Hullet play. No. Yeah. I'd never seen Van Basten play. What was the tournament in 96? You're in 96. Which Euro. way was it, though? It was uh, England. In England. It was uh, finals at Wembley. So I, I remember... England. I remember all of my mates and me going to a lecturer's mm. house, so we were in university on a sports course. <laughs> what is it with you? <laughs> Basically a PE teacher again. <laughs> all doing a bench press. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For our sex lessons. <laughs> I was doing sport and sex. It's not assessed, lads. It's not assessed. <laughs> BSC sport and shagging I was doing. Um, yes. Sport and shagging, honest. Yeah. yeah. But we all yeah. went round his house. We were like 25, all of us. It does And he was, he was a good bloke. <laughs> because we were all big England football fans. Right. But we were Welsh students. It was weird. Yeah. Until... Yeah. Until sort of very recently with Wales football, I, 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 and this sounds awful, I don't remember giving a fuck about Welsh football in the 90s at all. Because well, we were f- very bad. And it was never on telly, and there was no internet. It was never on TV. Yeah, I would say eight, 86 and 90. So I was a big England football I definitely fan. would have just gone with the narrative that was on telly. Would you have yeah. wanted England to win? I always wanted England to win. Italian 90. Italian 90, yeah, I think I would have. I think I did. I think Italian 90. 90, but 94... I fucking chuffed a bitch. You didn't no. Yeah, me too. And I didn't want Eng- and I didn't want England to win the Euros. In I did. Yeah, really. I remember what, well, I was like twenty-four. Can't think of anything worse. Yeah, I wouldn't now. Yeah. But Italian ninety. It was just such an introduction because obviously Scalacci. I never heard of him. I never seen Baggio play. Oh, it's just, it's just otherworldly. The way that it, it, in those days tournaments all looked different. You can yeah. picture Mexico eighty-six. Yeah. Sp- uh, Espana 82, that felt very dark. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. you've got, like, Italia 90 felt the colours are really vivid. Vivid. Really Well, Argentina vivid. 78 was like that sort of bleached out. Yeah. The grade on that, you could tell that was Argentina. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, since 
2000, maybe 98, uh, like 94. Could be from anywhere. 94 looked like US, that looked very different. Oh, it's definitely an American, yeah, yes. Because yes. 94 had that look that all American telly had. I think it was shot on different resolution as well. As well. Yeah, so yeah. when, the day-to-day does a really good job on this. When British news used American footage, it would always look completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they would do American news stories on the day-to-day, it always looked different in the yeah. same way. And yeah. they did have those unique... They all had their own personalities, isn't that? And they all look quite unique. The thing with Italian 90, for a long time afterwards, when journalists would write about it, they'd write about how bad the football was, how many draws there were, how many penalty shootouts there were, the goals, average of goals per game was the lowest it had ever been, loads of red cards, two red cards in the final, and saying actually it was shit. And now it must be writers who were roughly our age writing the papers are going, no, it was fucking brilliant. Mm. If yeah. Because it, it's not about that stuff. As a tournament, yeah. It's not about goals per game. I also like the host. They don't necessarily have to win it, but the hosts going deep is a good yeah. thing. And Italy's such a football mad country. Do you want to come and see the Socially Distant Sports Spa live? Of course you do. You're listening to the Socially Distant Sports Bar. You like the Socially Distant Sports Bar. Maybe you've seen us before live. Maybe you came to our theatre tour. Maybe you came to the International Arena or maybe you've been to one of our um, recordings that we've done in London. We did a cracking one a few weeks back with Gordon Smart, which will be coming out as an episode very soon. We are doing a live show in November. Um, It's part of a festival called The Cheerful Earful. Do you see what they've done? Very clever. It's at the Clapham Grand on Saturday, November the 4th. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Which means that after we've recorded, there will probably be some beer action as well, I would have thought. Uh, maybe not for me, but Michael definitely have a beer with you. If you want to come and see us live, there is a link in the episode description for this episode. So have a look on your phone, click on the episode description, and jump on board there. Click on it, buy yourselves a ticket. If you are a Patreon or a Spotify extra have a look on the Patreon app. There was a message that I sent out to you guys or have a look on the Patreon Facebook group. There's a message on there with a code that gets you the tickets for cheaper. We've also tried to cut the costs on this one as much as we can. So we work with the guys at Cheerful Earful. They are a cracking bunch of people. So the costs of this show are less than the shows we've been doing recently. The ticket prices are low. We're taking a bit of a hit, I'll be honest with you. Look, we could set it super high, and then make it not affordable for you guys to go, or we're just taking the mickey out of you guys, and we don't want to do that. So we've dropped the prices on this one. So compared to the other cheerful, earful ticket sales that you might see out there, our prices are very low. They've helped cut us some costs as well here and there. So thank you to those guys, but this is as cheap as we can go with a ticket, okay? So it will probably increase as time goes on. So if you don't buy them now, come September we're probably going to have to hike the prices up, okay? So we're trying to do you a favour. I hope. Anyway, we're trying, to, we're trying to make it fair. That's the phrase I'm looking for. We're trying to make the ticket prices fair. So if you look on the episode description, there is a link there. Go buy yourself some tickets. Saturday, November the 4th, 2.30pm at the Clapham Grand. We will see you there. Right, final clip from you then, Josh. What are we going for? 1996 Sugar Puffs advert starring Kevin Keegan. Well, the game was heading for extra time. I just had to get the big fella off the bench. Could this be their last chance now? In it comes! Monsters of the Fun He scored! The Honey Monster scored in the last! 
last minute. He's in the money. It's the honey. Goal, monster. That's football, Kev. Sugar puffs are delicious light puffs of wheat dressed in little honey jackets. That's the bowl. Now for the cup. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> he turns. He lifts the cup. And Wembley goes monster mad. There was a trivia question about uh, the, where the answer is the honey monster. And, but I can't, it's like Kevin Keegan's only trophy at Newcastle. I mean, there is, it's not officially in the Newcastle kit, but that's neither here nor there. It's an, I, I, I've, I've just loved that. I, I've got a theory that adverts from your youth mm. are the strongest way you can transport yourself back in time instantly because classic clips that you've seen millions of times don't transport you back. Every song, You've heard it since, but there's no reason why you've watched these adverts in 25 years. But you did used to watch them 10 times a week. Yeah, there's a shelf year. Yeah, you used to see them so much. Yeah. A good advert you probably see four or five times a night for two or three yeah. months, and then you don't see it again ever. Yeah, exactly. So then when you come to watch it, it's it's the ultimate way to transport yourself back in time. There is like YouTube videos that are like four hours of adverts for a year that are and you know every single yeah, yeah. one is mad yeah if you watched adverts 1993 you would know you would remember instantly every single one because yeah. there was no yeah. reason not to watch them i remember this advert and i loved it because i was so into football yeah. anything that even related very vaguely to football <laughs> totally. i liked yeah. so because the honey monster's head in a ball at yeah. wembley and kevin keegan's involved good jump on him yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh I think Kevin Keegan comes out of it quite well. His acting's decent as well. Yeah. He would approach these extracurricular things with great gusto. Yeah. Mm. So he he committed to the single he'd released. Mm. And yeah. he committed to superstars. Yeah. And he committed to high-fiving the honey monster and saying, well done, honey monster. Yeah. It's like he doesn't half-ass it, which is actually very charming. I like the idea that the honey monster, because he brings him off the bench, He's essentially a kind a of... superstar. They should wonder why he didn't start him, to be honest. He's an Andy... You know when, like... Andy Carroll. It's a real old English football thing of taking a big man to mix things <laughs> yeah. up if it's not going well in the... Yeah. Life. Like, there'd be an Get argument for taking Honey Monster to the World Cup as, yeah, a, yeah, as, yeah. A, as a different option. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And the pundits say, well, Honey Monster's not in there for his first touch. He's in there to be a nuisance. He's in there to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's it's... in there to he's in there to occupy defenders, to stretch defenses, and just to create space for more talented players. Yeah. That that's why he's up there. Yeah. Ticky tack football is all well and good. He can hold the ball up. We all know that. Yeah, but then have to double team him, and that frees up space for other players. If you need a goal with five minutes to go, continental defenders they can't defend crosses <laughs> yeah. because any monster is six foot nine. <laughs> he is susceptible to a book <laughs> in swing. Yeah. Yes, with referees in tournament football, he's big yeah. arms, big elbows could cost us cards. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Continental referees have got one eye on him. That's my problem. Yeah. I, I, I'm with Ellis that anything that contained football, I loved. Yeah. So any trace of football in yeah. an advert or in a, you know, in a, like, a, you know, you'd get a TV show, they'd have an episode where there was a football match for some reason. Mm. I'd yeah. love that. Because, yeah. Yeah, but you were lucky, mate. Because you had, I mean, my favorite sport as a kid was American football. Yeah. Okay. And it had been a pre-internet age. So I'd have to wait. There was a kid in Supergrand, the series, who wore shoulder pads mm-hmm. and American football helmet. I, and I was thrilled by that. Yeah. Coke had an advert where Joe Green from the Steelers sort of gives his kid a bottle of Coke. Yeah. I, I, just, I was amazed that, I, that that was on telly. They were really, I mean, you were lucky to see one thing a year that was American football. Yeah. Yeah. The thing 
children nowadays can't understand or even begin to understand is that when we were young, you had to wait for the thing you liked yeah. and it might not happen. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you like NFL, you were just sitting there hoping yeah. that there'd be a reference to it. And then yeah. there was in Supergram. I'm sure you've watched, I'm sure you've covered Transworld Sport mm. on here ad infinitum, mm. but you'd watch that in the hope that the yeah, next yeah. thing was football. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it never Football was. from different countries. And it seems to go on forever, no. Transworld Sport. No, I, mean, I mean, the actual, everything we sat yeah. down, those clips just kept coming, didn't the they? The episode length. It's probably oh, only yeah. an hour long, yeah. was it? Yeah. It just seemed like a lot longer. Yeah, it was an hour. And you didn't know it at the time, but it was the first experience you really had of the issue of sports rights on television. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was a show created entirely by rights issues. Yeah. <laughs> By the fact that you haven't got any rights yeah. to anything. Yeah. These are the things we have yeah. over an hour. It basically was. Do you like Snow Speedway? <laughs> <laughs> when Channel 4 got the rights to the Serie A season in 92-93, mm. mm. they bought a highlights package and one live game a week Yeah, yeah. for the cost of, I think it was something like four minutes of a Premier League game. Yeah. Now it was it was unbelievable what the Italian FA sold. Mm, mm, yeah, right to Channel Four for how little it was. The best purchase. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, their Paralympics coverage is unrivaled, but it has to go down as Channel Four's kind of defining sport. I mean, I suppose Mike would. Well, argue I think that in the American, American football, football yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, Italian nineties yeah. because the sheer numbers were even bigger. But they went through a phase yeah. of, of really showcasing stuff. The American football was big. On the back of that, they did Australian rules football. On the back of that, they did Kabaddi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. All Channel 4. They did Sumo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, fucking hell, they did, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brilliantly misunderstood sport by British fans, Sumo. How do you mean? It's just fat blokes. It's an awful lot more technique than it looks, to be fair, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Technical fat blokes. (laughs) And there's only two fat blokes. (laughs) They are fat guys. Yeah. They are two fat blokes. You can't get past that. I like Keegan. I like the you see the, the singing thing. He had he had a, he had great flares in the seventies. Always looked good. He's, he was we've mentioned on here before, Josh. He was the shape on Keegan. He was so yeah. not a seventies footballer mm. shape. You saw him with his top off. He was ripped, six pack. You know. Yeah. I don't know how true it was, but he's widely considered to be one of those people that wasn't that talented, but worked at it incredibly. Yeah. I mean, he must. He became European football of the year, so he must have. Must have eight but he is considered kind of graft over natural talent. I think that's partly to do with the fact that he was replaced by Kenny Dalglish, who was an enormously naturally gifted footballer. Yeah, and I don't think was ever as fit as Keegan. But yeah, he was. He was a. He was a very very good footballer who became an extraordinary footballer by being the fittest footballer in the football. Yeah, league. he once ran from sort of. Doncaster to Nottingham to prove to himself that he could do it. Like he was sort of a, an obsessive trainer, and he had an amazing leap on him because he was quite short, but he, he was, was really there and grit stamina. He was quick. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there a? I don't know what the answer is, but isn't there a trivia question about three England captains playing for the same team? And it's the answer is Scunthorpe because it's Keegan and then Ian Botham played for Scunthorpe. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, at the same so time. That doesn't, <laughs> it can't, I don't know what this question is, Mike. I don't know what the question no. is. No. I'm Keegan sure some of your listeners would be yeah, able to answer that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instantly. Yeah. 
Just tag Josh in. We're not interested. We won't. We won't read it. But send her to Josh Millman. Just tag him in. On that. I won't read it. But yeah, tag me in anything you want. <laughs> tag him in. <laughs> I do love. That was like a treat cereal. We took the other day. Kids these days. Obviously, there's a cost of living crisis going on, so I'm not. I'm not knocking it. Yeah. But things that I thought were luxury. Yes. As a kid. Like the builders the other day, I said, "Yes, Monster Munch." I said, "Do you want a coffee, lads?" He said, "Quick, have, have you got any cold drinks?" I said, "I got some Ribena there." Oh yeah, great pint of Ribena. Got water or Ribena in the seventies, yeah. on the early eighties, was a game changer. I mean, yeah, only, only the posh kids had Ribena. Yeah. No, we never had Ribena ever. Oh, you wouldn't be churning that out to builders. Yeah, yeah. my nan would now and again get sugar puffs. What a fucking treat! Yeah. Instead of like oh, cornflakes, yeah. or didn't you never liked them? No. Ah, I think they're shit. Jonathan Pierce makes them sound quite nice, but I never actually taste. I think they're shit. No, really. I want piss will smell like sugar puffs within twelve hours as well. Yeah, I threw up. Yeah, I was on a camping holiday in Pembrokeshire, and uh, lovely. I was in. So it was a family tent that had main main foyer and then the two a fucking foyer. Have a picture too. Foyer. What would you call that area? A marquee, I call that. I, uh, the living room. I don't know. You know when you've got the two bedrooms and then in the middle there's a little yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the middle little area. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, all right. Yeah. The f- yeah. Mezzanine. The lobby. Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> lobby. I'm, uh, I'm in room two. <laughs> um, and I got food poisoning after having a, a bowl of sugar puffs the night before. And I woke up and I needed to be sick and I threw up the sugar puffs yeah. <laughs> into oh. my mouth and held it in my mouth. Bulldog spirit. Oh, you hero. Through the first zip, through the foyer, <laughs> open the front. <laughs> yeah. That's the concierge. That's the people drinking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the bloke who yeah. parked my car. Past the valley parking. <laughs> As you, my brother Henry, who I, two of you know, I don't know if Steph knows him, but he will swear, I'd say that's the most gratitude he's ever like shown anyone is he was so proud because I, I was in his I was in his yeah. compartment he said it was the best thing I'd ever done <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I haven't had sugar puff since was that why he put you off I'm not surprised yeah you know when you throw up an alcohol it's similar yeah. when you throw up a, mm. a a puff yeah I'm saying with tequila yeah yeah, yeah. we were a coca pops a posh. family <laughs> were you? Now, now that I know what Cocoa Pops does to a child's body. I kind of think I was. It was effectively a boost. Well, they couldn't advertise it until last year, was it? They couldn't advertise it on TV because the the sugar content mean? was too high. Oh no, because the Coco Monkey was in the adverts. Coco the Monkey, not the Coco Monkey. Just. But they, they they banned the advert, but now the adverts are back on because they they've reduced the sugar in Cocoa Pops. Oh yeah, true story. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Right, thank you, mate. Josh, thank you. It's been a joy. It's been an absolute joy and an honour. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. This is a strange request to end on. Yes. While I was away, all my uh, all my Tonys got finished by uh, a shell who's looking after our children and our children. Fuck off. That's bang out of order. Well, no, it was, it was fine, but the only thing I wanted was the wrappers. Oh, I will sort that out. Don't you worry. Could you send me some more wrappers? Of course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I'll, send, I'll put chocolate in them as well, but I'll... <laughs> That, that would be great if you just send a rapper. Just, just five rappers. Yeah, just just send a rapper. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll write your address on the back of it and a stamp. Also, I, I didn't get to I didn't get to take a photo and put it on Instagram, which was obviously the the key for the whole. Uh, no, it's just to be nice, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. Thick we are, mate. Wankers. It wasn't a cynical marketing ploy at all. What are you on about? Come on, mate. 
<laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah, fine, 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 whatever, yeah, yeah, of course, whatever. Yeah, how do you do? How did you get the free Tonys? I can't oh, tell you that. Well, Freema costs us a bloody oh, fortune. Oh god, I feel bad now. I've never done a fucking. It's fine. No, no, don't take it. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. So you, I, your babysitter ate all your chocolate. Yeah. Nanny is the phrase. You can't call people a babysitter. Nanny, sorry, days, mate. mate. I don't know. Can you know? Four not? days while we're at Glastonbury. You can't say that's a babysitter. Babysitter's three hours, right? Yeah. It's a big old shift, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big yeah. old shift. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a long shift. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. No, the kids mainly ate it. Just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. I'd mainly, I'd nailed through most of it. Cool. I wasn't angry. Let's be very clear on that. But like all millionaires, he's never satisfied. Sounds so we'll... Uh... <laughs> 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 it's a pleasure to speak to you guys cheers mate thanks for coming nice on spin. thanks for today Josh that is it for this week's socially distant sports bar if you are a regular listener our Patreon has half an hour extra content for you every single episode also if you subscribe at the top two layers that is £8 and £10 a month. You get a bonus episode of Michael Owen's Movie Club where we take a sports movie and you know, it's about half an hour where we just like the intro to this podcast. It's not necessarily about the movie. Um, and then there's about half an hour where we talk about the movie. So it's, a, it's an hour or more of extra content every single month. So 12 hours extra plus your half hour extra every single week. I can't work that out. It's like... Almost 40 hours, 38 hours of extra content that you get for not a lot of money that you're paying out. Okay, head over patreon.com slash distant pod is where you need to go. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>